0: Hello, my name is Reverend Jodie Stowell. I'm the Vicar of St Mike's Harrow and this is St Mike's Podcast. You're very welcome here. Today is the 28th of May and it is the Friday of the seventh week of Easter. We begin with our reading. Luke chapter 8, verse 40 to the end. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years old, who was dying. As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years, and though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, The crowds surrounded you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. When Jesus heard this, he replied, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be saved. When he came to the house, He did not allow anyone with him except Peter, John and James, and the child's father and mother. They were all weeping and wailing for her. But he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up! Her spirit returned and she got up at once. Then he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. The language of crowds pressing in on Jesus leaps out at me as I read this and other passages of Jesus in public right now in these days of the pandemic, in a way it may not have done previously. But one of the things that jumps out at me most is the story of the woman with the hemorrhage and the touching that she does. Her touching is done from afar. It is not even very close touching. It is the touching of a garment. It is a touch which is both intimate and separate. A touch wishing not to be noticed. A touch shrouded with shame, but also hope. And her hope is realised. She is made well. And Jesus does notice it, because as he says, I noticed that power had gone out from me. How powerful touch is. In the Church of England, where I am vicar, one of the rituals we engage in, normally before sharing communion, the bread and wine, with each other, is to share what we call the peace. We move around the church space and declare over each other, peace be with you. And this is most often accompanied by a shaking of hands, perhaps if people know each other well, a hug or a kiss. When I take a communion service in a local care home in my parish, those who come to this service, normally about 12 of us, cannot easily move around the space. Their mobility does not allow it. So we join hands instead and make a circle. And I tell them that human touch is powerful. And I tell them that, as Christians, we have a superpower. That we have authority to bestow Christ's peace on one another. I am acutely aware in that setting that they often receive touch, that touch is being done to them, whether it is in administrating medication, helping with getting dressed, or simply walking down the hall. These are powerful kindnesses from the staff at the home. But in the peace, they are offering the power of touch to one another. In my church setting at St Michael's, I'm aware that there may be those for whom the touch of the peace may be the only human touch they experience during their week. That they are both receiving and offering something powerful and beautiful in this often dismissed interaction. And in these days of COVID-19, my thoughts turn to those who are physically distanced from any other human being, and whose household is one. In a comment on Twitter recently, uh, someone said, I haven't been touched by another human being for 75 days, with an an acknowledgement that for others it may be even more. This reality affects young and old, the healthy and the vulnerable. Even if people are allowed to see others' faces, they are not allowed the human contact That is part of the basic need of being human, that is powerful, that is succour to the soul. And I have also read from those now allowed by the guidelines to go and see parents and grandparents that the grief of not being able to hug means that they are not yet visiting those loved ones, especially if there are young children involved who do not understand the restriction. So to those who are suffering the wound of a today I want to say that you are seen and that I know it is not enough. Perhaps we can all take comfort in the touch of the hemorrhaging woman, a touch which was done through fabric On the edges, apart and separate from Jesus. And yet the power of that touch still resonated in her humanity, her body, her life. The power of touch is such that it can be felt perhaps through even the most intangible of roots. I want to read a poem now to finish uh, by Malcolm Guite about Thomas's touch. For Thomas, it was a very bodily touch but we are reminded that even today the less bodily touch with which Jesus comes to us is no less powerful and is open to us all through the fabric of time and space, on the edges of a new society, apart and separate, yet bounded closely to the one who will proclaim, someone touched me. We do not know, how can we know the way courageous master of the awkward question. You spoke the words the others dared not say and cut through their evasion and abstraction. O doubting Thomas, father of my faith, you put your finger on the nub of things. We cannot love some disembodied wraith. But flesh and blood must be our king of kings. Your teaching is to touch, embrace, anoint. Feel after him and find him in the flesh. Because he loved your awkward counterpoint. The word has heard and granted you your wish. Oh, place my hands with yours. Help me divine, the wounded God, whose wounds are healing mine. Go well into your day, and may you come again soon to our doors.